0: This episode of Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor is sponsored by Superior Abstract and Title in Plano, Texas. At Superior Abstract and Title, they don't claim to know more about deadlines than anyone else. What they do claim is the ability to provide you with the tools and services to meet them without the headache, stress, and hassle that often accompanies them. Shop Superior Abstract and Title. Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor Cole Longacre. And this is Intentional Intentional Talk. Talk. This is a show that cares and brings positives to the air. So we've already been laughing a lot <laughs> because we are with Chris Hartley. He is the vice president of sales for K. Harvanian, and I'm going to mispronounce it over and over again. Kay-Hob, H. We'll just say Home. But you yeah. might know that cute little jingle, K. Havanian Homes. Anyway, you, said it. <laughs> you got it. You got it. This this man has 17 years of experience in new home sales and has worked at several different brands. And he is a highly sought after public speaker. Lisa Kay and I, as you know, love professional speakers and to work with them. He yes. has also been heavily involved with American Cancer Society. He runs marathons. Mm-hmm. He's a dad. And he's our new bestie. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so welcome to well, Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to be here. <laughs>
0: thank you for joining us. Yes. And we could delve all into the home sales process and all the cool things about it. Yeah. But you're actually interested in talking with us about mental health and mindset, yes. which is always something timely.
1: Yeah. So I have two very close friends. And Lisa Kay and I were able to go to lunch beforehand, I didn't even fill her into this, uh, relatively recently that had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And it is actually the second leading cause for, well, a lot of ages, actually, and men suffer from it uh, deeply. And so it's something that I became very passionate about understanding a little bit more. And as the world continues to move on, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about social media, I don't have Facebook, I have LinkedIn, and that's the only thing that I have. Mm -hmm. And that is a personal choice that I've always made. I've. Never had Facebook. It's because I didn't want to have the feeling of missing out or thinking that my life was not as Mm -hmm. good as somebody else's. And so many things in life occur to all of us where we compare ourselves against others, where we're constantly feeling like we need to do more or we are not worthy. Now, both situations of both of my friends who um, did commit suicide, very different reasons and very sad stories. But it's not an uncommon story because the statistics, is that 56% of men who commit suicide actually have no history of any sort of mental health issues. And so for me personally, I have never been in a situation where I contemplated committing suicide or anything of that nature, but I have been in situations where I have felt um, not worthy, where I felt like I couldn't breathe, where I felt like I wasn't good enough for where I was in life or that something was missing. Mm -hmm. And I have a really great life. I really do. And I'm very blessed in so many different ways. So if I'm struggling with these things others are obviously struggling with these things and how can we make this better and how can we talk about it because most of the time when people struggle with something like that the last thing they're going to do is talk about it
0: and i imagine chris you place yourself around a number of high achievers you're Mm -hmm. a high achiever 40 under 40 and all these great accolades but i do know that many of us will wear a mask and will hide behind all the great pictures and the things that are happening in our lives and not share mm-hmm. and especially for men. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, I love that you actually brought that up, that, the fact that I'm connected to a lot of powerful people because I am and I've intentionally have done so. And so where I started my public speaking career, well, I've been speaking publicly for a long time, but it has always been about home building or about technology and home building. In 2019, I was given a really special opportunity by the editor of Professional Builder Magazine to talk about whatever I wanted to talk about in front of several hundred people. Mm-hmm. And I was really struggling internally at that time. And so I just came up with the topic and it was self-reflection. And the topic of self-reflection and really any of my speaking that I do, it's generally about something that I'm struggling with personally. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody says, what do you wanna talk about? Um, Contentment gratitude, um, imposter syndrome, mental health, whatever it is that's weighing on me heavily at that time, I'm going to research it, read a lot about it, listen a lot about it, talk to other people about it, and just try to better understand it. And then I want to try to talk about it for other people so that they can feel comfortable talking about it.
0: What a great idea. So
1: when it came across to self-reflection, I gave a speech um, to the 40 Under 40 crowd in San Francisco. And when I won 40 Under 40 in 2018, I sat there with 39 other individuals. Mm -hmm. And I looked around and said, I don't belong in this group. I am not worthy to be here with these people. I'm not good enough. I haven't accomplished enough. Look at what this person has done. Look what that person has done. And I just did not appreciate where I was. And so when I had the opportunity to speak about self-reflection, I stood up in front of this new group of 40 Under 40. And I said, last year, I sat in this chair and I did not feel worthy to be here. But what I recognize is that this award has just been a platform to take me to where I need to be or for what I felt to be worthy to be here. Mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to instill in the audience at that time was that this is a small moment in life that should not define you it should be the step that launches you so if you are 40 under 40 and a lot of them are a lot younger than 40 don't make this the highlight of your life don't make this the highlight of your career this is the start and so yeah. it triggered me at that moment during this speech that i needed to be the best version of myself i could be at all times now what i had done is i had reached out to all 40 members that had won forty under 40 that year and reached out to their families and i said uh I wanna get you on a 30-second video clip telling me and telling the audience what the winner has meant to you and your family. And so I would talk about my my story, yeah. talk about it from birth and how I grew up, and then I would show a quick five to six people clip of their families telling them what they meant to them. Oh and they kept going on. Isn't and that on.
2: wonderful? Wow. And so it
1: was an hour-long speech, and everybody wow. was in tears, and oh. at the end of it, the, the editor of Professional Builder Magazine, her name's Denise Dearson, she stood up and she goes, wow, I don't think any of us ever saw that coming out of you. Because up until that moment, I was the guy that talked about technology and home building. I was not the guy that stood up and said, I have personally struggled in my life and felt that I was not worthy to be in this chair. Mm -hmm. And for somebody to have the guts, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to stand up there and say that I didn't Mm -hmm. feel good enough to be here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to make something of myself. Became a very powerful platform. And then from that moment on, really 2019 on, I hardly ever talk about home building. It's generally talking about something that is weighing heavily upon me. Yeah. Now, it may be to home builders or to other people or the connection is there. But the story really started in 2019 where I came out and said, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And I needed to voice my struggles with you guys here personally, because by studying my struggle, I have been a better person. Yes, and, yes. and that's where and so the mental the mental health to kind of yeah. answer your question yes. Um <clears throat> The company that I was with for a long period of time, um, 2012 to 2018, I had built my entire self around the image of the company. It was privately held. I was one of the first employees that was there. And so throughout the country, I was known as the person that worked here. Mm-hmm. And that was my baby. Your that was definition. my company. Yeah. It was my yeah. definition. It defined me. And so when we sold wow. the company in December of 2018 for $65 million, now I did not have any ownership in that company. <laughs> Aww, I wish that man. I did. It yeah. Yeah. For a Big long mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah. Um, I had lost a sense of my self identity. Yeah. And I was strict. I could see that. Now I had a year contract with this new home builder to stay around as, you know, for a year before I was gonna get my bonus for hanging out. So I knew I had to hang out. But in that year, I became extremely depressed that everything I built my entire self around was no longer there. The name of the company wasn't on the sign anymore, it wasn't on the pins, it wasn't anywhere to Mm -hmm. be found. And I became a very Sad and depressed person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always been one of those people that had zero turnover on my team because I led with my heart. I love my team fully. I know everything about my team. Lead with your heart. I caught that. And we, you know, we, this new company came in, and they're a great organization. It didn't matter who. I just wanted to be know. It wouldn't have mattered who bought us, but the fact that it was not what I had worked so hard for. No. That's what. That's yeah. what affected yeah. me. It had nothing to do with the company, the leadership. And they were all great people. And so, one of the gals on my team, her name was Lindsay Bryce, and she handed me a book and. It was by David Goggins, and it's called Can't Hurt Me. Now, this book has a lot of profanity, I'm just gonna warn for whoever reads it, (laughs) but it was a life-changing book to me. And it was about this gentleman who is a Navy SEAL. He's a Green Beret. He's accomplished so much in his life. He's an ultramarathoner. He holds every major physical accomplishment you can possibly have. The guy is just an insane human. Mm -hmm. And inside of that book, he talks about the fact that when we think we can no longer take anymore, We're only 40% there. Hmm. So when you're struggling mentally, you're 40% there. When you're struggling physically, you're 40% there. The mind, if conditioned properly, can truly overcome any obstacle. You have much more capacity than you think you do. Way more than you do. And so we have a mutual friend. Her name is Rhonda Conger. And Rhonda Conger is a phenomenal human. She She has this quote, and I don't even know if it's hers, but she said it wouldn't have been handed to you if you couldn't have handled it. Yeah.
2: Isn't that wonderful?
1: Yeah. It's an awesome yeah. quote. And yeah. it's so true because it's, it's you know, the world is not going to put it on you. Nobody's going to put it on you if you really can't get past it.
2: I think once you've reached that 40% level that a lot of people find the courage more, mm-hmm. you know, the more you fall. I just, I feel like, I, you know, you, you find ways to start climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, hope I'm making sense there.
1: A lot. Uh, a lot do you find yourself, yeah. a little, and a lot, a lot clearly don't yeah. though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if people kind of just fall yeah. by the wayside and, and struggle with the depression that they do, and so I was, she told me to read this book, and so I was reading this book, and it just really hit me, and then it came to September of that year, and I know the date well because it was my birthday, and the my boss had come into me, and we were having a really poor month of sales. And he said, if you don't get to a certain number of sales, you need to go find something else to do. Now, I was very taken aback by that. I was hurt. I was frustrated. I was angry because I built the business that we were standing in. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt Mm -hmm. like I, on my shoulders, along with others, Mm -hmm. got this place to where it was Mm -hmm. for him to come in. We sold Mm -hmm. that to you. You obviously found value in me for you to come in here and now threaten my position i took it i took it personally and so what's interesting and um i go home and i have been a runner a marathoner um really since 2016 that's a story in itself but i ran so much between 2016 to 2018 that after the dallas marathon in 2018 i just stopped i needed a break now this is september of 2019 i had not ran literally since the, the dallas marathon in 2018. And I get this race packet in the mail. I'd forgotten that I signed up for the Plano Balloon Festival. And I was like, oh, am I gonna do this? Like 13.1 miles, no, no training, no practice, wow. probably not real smart. But I was in such a negative headspace. I needed to change something about my life that I said, I'm gonna go ahead and run this. It's gonna be horrible, but I'm gonna run it. Mm-hmm. Now I'd ran enough to where my times are pretty, pretty good. So I'm closer to the front. So I show up at that race. Again, not running for nine months. Mm -hmm. And in front of me walks a gentleman, a Marine, and the back of his shirt says, win the mental game, which oh, was the whole message yes, of the book. Yeah. Yes. I oh
0: my God. lost it. <laughs> I That's like prophetic, yes. I <laughs> lost it.
1: I, I was like, that was a <laughs> sign. I looked around and <sighs> I was like, who put this man in front of me? Yeah. Yeah. Now Keep in mind, my, my half marathon time is between an hour and 45 and two hours, so it's closer to the front. Now, knowing I hadn't ran in so long, there was no way I was gonna finish in an hour and 45 to two hours. There's just no way. And this gentleman was very fit. But I followed him for eight miles, kept up step for step behind him because I just kept looking at the shirt win the mental game, win the mental game, win the mental game. And I laughed and I cried and I smiled and I had all of the emotions. All of the emotions. Now, about mile nine, he took off and I I almost passed (laughs) out. He got got his second win. Yeah, (laughs) he got his second win. I did not. I still finished.
2: Yeah, he Um, finished.
1: But I got home and it hit me that my, my mindset needed to change. My attitude needed to change. My team depended upon me and why my team was struggling on the 20th of September was because I was not the leader that they deserved. And so uh-huh. I had gotten home sent an email off to my team and I just told them everything. I said, here are my struggles. Here's why I'm not the person that you deserve as your leader. And this is what I'm going to do to get better. And within those 10 days, we hit the sales we needed. Wow. Now, Mm -hmm. at that moment, I recognized that one, your mind plays a powerful role in all that you do. And that that story, that book, was meant to be dropped in my lap by Lindsay on purpose. Mm -hmm. And the storyline was meant to be there. That man who wore that Mm T-shirt was dropped in front of me for a reason. I I strongly believe that because it changed and it, it cycled back my career. Because if I was going to Go out, I refused to go out with a bad attitude. Yeah, I was right. going to go out with yeah. a smile on my face. Yeah, that's and right. And that book and that mindset had changed me. And now you mentioned training for marathons. I'm actually training for an Ironman now okay. because I just want to take it one step further Isn't because I know in my mind. Does?
0: My, my husband has American Ninja Warrior oh. and obstacle courses, but yes, yeah. I'm so it's nowhere all, near there.
1: It's all <laughs>
0: endurance. Yeah. It is all about endurance. Well, tell me about the gratitude part because wow. you you have appeared that you've conquered some of the mental mindset yeah. pieces. Yeah. How do you get to the gratitude place?
1: I love gratitude, like the act of simple act of saying thank you. Mm-hmm. So reading to my little girls all of the time, no. we read the Bernstein Bears nonstop.
2: I, the Bears. I remember Ste- the years. They're yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's uh,
1: you know, the little words of thank you, please. Mm-hmm. And thank you, you know, three little words or just just being appreciative of all things that you have. We need more of it. We need more of it. Yeah. And the thing is, is you can actually tie it to to mental health and mental wellness, too, is that all of us love to help people. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves asking for help but we all love to help which is interesting right yeah so if you can wake up in the morning and say how am i going to help somebody yeah and then they show gratitude to what you did for their life it Mm -hmm. is a game changer and so i had a phenomenal manager at highland homes when i first moved here in 2011 her name is amy jones and she's still there today i will never forget When she left, every time she left me, every time she saw me, she goes, I want you to know that I see you and I appreciate you. Wow. And I was like, how in the world have I been in this business for so long? And the uh, hearing I appreciate you Mm -hmm. is the first time I've heard this. Like what a powerful word. Now, I would have done anything for Amy Jones. And I still, this woman is still powerful to say, and I I love and adore her. But when you talk about gratitude, if you can appreciate the things that people do for you Mm -hmm. and appreciate where you are at. Now gratitude is not just a simple act of saying thank you and I appreciate you, it's, it's being appreciative of where you are at the given moment, yep. right? And so if you can have gratitude for where you are in the good times and in the bad, yep. and take upon those struggles yep. and you learn from them, mm-hmm. and you make something of them, it's such a powerful opportunity.
2: It really is. So what what interesting things are you working on today? That's bringing you a lot of excitement and...
1: A lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. You know, it's... You know, personally, I went through a lot of... Um, a lot of stress, a lot of trying to understand who I was, and in the last couple of years, it's just constantly trying to understand where I am and who I am. And as I said, the things I talk about are things I personally struggle with. I have two little girls. Yeah. Uh, Jensen ages. Is, Jensen is oh, two, and Harper is five. Okay. And I love I love, being, the names. love being a girl dad. Yeah. You know, Kobe had kind of you know coined the term they girl are. dad, and. It's such, a, it's such a life-changing thing. And you know how I got into running was actually because of Harper, because I wanted to be around to see her grow up. I was significantly overweight at the time and running was free. Um, but something that I'm working on right now, as I said, we love to read books. Love to read books to my little girls. And so I threw it out in the world. I'm a huge believer that no matter what you do, you put it out publicly. Now I can't put it out on Facebook, because so I don't have it. I put it out on LinkedIn. <laughs> He's not on Facebook, yeah. y'all. Don't
0: not try on Facebook. to tag him yeah, here. Don't <laughs> tag
1: Instagram or Twitter? No tweet? Instagram, nothing. Okay. Just LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn. find me there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had put it out of the world that I am going to write a children's book. And I'm going to put it out in 2021. Now, you had a date where you wanted to put your book out. Yep. The date that I want to put my book out is Harper's birthday, which is uh, it's in August. So I'm going to put it out in August. Now, I know her birthday. You know, it's the 10th, but I'm not going to I'm going to say it's the 10th. I'm just going to put it <laughs> that month. Right. Yep. But my book, I had thrown it out in the world and said I was going to do it without really knowing what the book was going to be about. I just knew I wanted to do it. I knew I wanted to give a legacy to my little girls and so I was like okay well I'm going to borrow the idea of the Berenstain Bears because we watch the DVDs reread the books they have a powerful message, they're great. They've been around a long time. So I thought maybe I could do an updated version of the Berenstain Bears. And so the world drops in front of you amazing people all of the time, you just had to pay attention. Yes. And so I had been dropped in front of me, a gal by the name of Sue Publicover, who was just an amazing woman and she is a ghostwriter. And so I started talking to her and and how we connected was she actually reached out to me to write a letter of recommendation for a gal that I knew in Oklahoma City. And we started talking, because I just love to talk to people. And I said, have you ever written a children's book? She said, I have, I've written children's books, I've written 800 page biographies, I can do it all. And I said, can we do a Zoom call together? And so we just completely fell in love with each other. And she said, you know what, I feel like I was meant to meet you and I'm gonna push you to do this book. Well, two weeks ago, we had our first big talk, You know, and I was not really loving the content that I was coming up with. I said, I'm just not really feeling it. And I was supposed to present to her five character sketches, full one to two pages per character. And explain to her what the book was gonna look like. So I don't sleep a lot. That's one of the habits I have, but your husband probably doesn't. Maybe he does, I don't know. But when he you're training for an Ironman or you're doing anything, <laughs> you like work out twice a day, you're not sleeping. And so, I'd woken up at five o'clock that morning and I was going through pictures of my little girls and videos of my little girls. I was like, I gotta find some inspiration to get me going. And it hit me. One of my best friends, his name is Chad Santagran, and he is a public speaker, author. He travels the world. He's a motivator. He's got a podcast. He's everywhere. He's a beast of a six foot eight human. Just amazing. And you guys gotta have him on your show. Yes, but sir. he's got two <laughs> twin year old little girls. And he taught me way back in the day when Harper was young, you know, you have an obligation to those two girls to make sure that they grow up to be the most powerful women you can make. Yes, them. and absolutely. So uh, I said, "Well, how do you do that with yours?" And he said, "I started young." And I asked him the question, "Do you know why Dad loves you?" Now people have heard this for years. It's on the the movie The Help and the book and everything like that. And he said, "But make sure it has nothing to do with their beauty." Hmm. I said, "Okay." So I asked Harper and I have it on video and I wish I could show it to you because it's oh. absolutely adorable. Listen, and ladies. I, I said, Harper, why does daddy love you? And her first thing Daddy's- was because I eat my broccoli. And I started to laugh and I was like, you know, dad loves you. Yes, you eat your broccoli. That's adorable. Oh. Why does daddy love you? Because I give good hugs. Oh. Harper, you give the best hugs. Yeah. But that's not why daddy loves you. <laughs> Harper, why does daddy love you? Because I'm beautiful. Okay, she said the one thing that I didn't really want her to say. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Both my little girls are stunning. Yeah. And, and but, and they know that, and I tell them that, but I don't want that their self-worth to fall right. upon them. Mm-hmm. So I said, Harper, Daddy's gonna teach you why I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're smart, you're powerful, you're brave, you're kind, you're awesome, right? And so these five things. And then when her little sister was born, we added, and I'm a great big sister. Now yeah. at the age of three, you have no idea what any of those words mean, but yeah. she can rattle them off. I'm smart, brave, powerful, kind, great big sister, all the time, yeah. right? And so now as she's five, she has to understand what those words mean. She knows what it means to be a powerful woman. She she knows what it means to be a brave woman she knows what it means to be a kind woman you know and what I'm basically trying to do is, is build her self-worth into understanding what it's going to be like to be all things now I take Harper and Jensen to school most days and I always say Harper go beat all the boys in your classroom mm-hmm. and because and I say <laughs> being smart is cool and these things that typically you know because I have a younger sister that's extremely gorgeous and I've seen women in this career and home building is dominated by men but you see women um, and it is oftentimes a struggle yeah well I want my little girls to come in and beat everybody. Just like anybody wants their little girls Absolutely. to beat everybody, right? And so it's a strong message. Yeah. So my book, and I'm gonna turn this around so I'll share it out. Nobody can steal my idea and be very upset. Yeah, don't, um, don't
2: put it all out there.
1: I won't put it all out there. But um, my book is basically words of wisdom from dads to daughters. Oh, and so you great. have to have a daughter, right? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna find you. And I'm not gonna to say too much because it's gonna come out in yeah. August. Um, but it is really it's just a message yeah. of dads to little girls. And it's to build confidence upon them. And And it's going to be great, and it's going to be done in a cartoon-like format, Uh, because my little girl, her nickname was always Jensen Bear, and then we have Harper Hair. So you're going to have a bear and a hair, and (laughs) it's going to be awesome. And I'll just be a combination of them both. This sounds so so
0: good. Well, you you guys know I'm a daddy's girl, so this this just really hits deep to my heart. And you can see for the podcast listeners, you're not going to be able to see Chris's face light up in this, but your face just lights up so much as you talk about your beautiful girls. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they're amazing, and you know you're leaving a legacy. Yeah, it's the reason why we all wake up right to to leave a mark
2: when you shared that when we had a phone conversation it's ironic because the next day my devotional had everything to do with um leaving our children our grandchildren and their children and grandchildren some form of legacy Mm -hmm. and it had to do with story writing and i almost shared that with you and i should have
1: i would have loved that yeah So it's true.
2: Whatever we can leave behind for our children's children's children's. Mm -hmm. I think I did put that in the LinkedIn message to you. (laughs) But yeah, it's wonderful.
1: But it's, you know, it's the connections that we make that make us grateful for what we have. And I think the only thing that we really need to do in life is just open our eyes a little bit wider and see all of the amazing things around us because we have so much to be grateful for. We
0: do. And
1: no matter how bad things may be, you know, as a a sales leader in the organization, typically if things get to me, they're not good. Yeah. Right. And so I could look at it as one of two ways. I could look at it as a burden Mm -hmm. or I can look at it as an opportunity. Opportunity. And it's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I want to share one more story with you and I don't know if we're on any sort of a time crunch or not. (laughs) But, um, Um, We had a situation at work that led me to take care of a particular homeowner, personally, uh, with a realtor. And I didn't have any issue with that. Absolutely. This is how I make my money. Yeah. Right. If it wasn't for people buying our houses, I wouldn't be employed. (laughs) My little girls could not go to school. I could not drive my car. And so absolutely, I'm going to take care of this. And the husband, and I'll keep names out of it, but the husband sent me a text message. He said, my wife has never lived in a home before. I want you to know what this means to us, what this means Mm -hmm. to me to provide her this home. Please, whatever you do, take really good care of us. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And I said, absolutely. I'm going to take the best care of you. Now, my, I had my little girls over the weekend it was a couple weekends ago and he sent me a message he said I would really like to see I would really like for you to meet us in the house um, and walk through with us and I said sure give me a time during the week and he's like well the week doesn't work for me it's got to be on the weekend now i guard my time with my little yeah, girls that's fiercely your,
0: that's your family time. and
1: that is one of those things that I just was not excited about and I, I kind of got angry with the situation I was like you know I got to drive an hour to get there an hour to get back I know it's going to be an hour that's significant time away from oh, my, my two little girls mm-hmm. but then I took a step back and I realized that I needed to be appreciative of the fact that I even have somebody to go drive and talk to. So I go out there, I clear my mindset and I'm, I'm going out there very appreciative. And I walk in and the first person I meet is the wife and she's adorable, super sweet. And she said, are you Mr. Chris? And I said, I am. I said, you just call me Chris. You know, I'm not that old. Um, But yes, I'm Chris. And she said, I'm so happy you're in our new home. And I said, well, I'm happy to be here. And she said, did my husband tell you that I've never lived in a home before? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what What was so amazing is the second conversation I ever had with your husband, he let me know that I need to do everything possible not to screw this up, because this is your first home. And of course, that Mm -hmm. made him look like a hero Yeah front of her, and she was so grateful by it. Now, we were walking the house, and she was telling me that she had never, her parents were immigrants, she had never lived in a house, always an apartment, and what it meant to her to have a house where all of her siblings and her cousins could come and hang out, Mm -hmm. and I got to see where the TV was going, and I got, I literally, no, Everything there is to know <laughs> about this house. But they were so appreciative of the fact that they had an opportunity to buy a home. So, in today's home building world, and all the things that we keep hearing is price increases and increases, and people are struggling to buy because they're waiting in line and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Well, costs are increases, is why the prices are increases. But my own personal sales team, after so many prices, literally hitting a price increase like every week. Mm -hmm. Now it's not for greed, it's because construction costs are going up, so we need to raise the price of homes to get to where we need to be just to keep in business. But my team was just feeling very deflated. And we were taking a significant price increase, this is literally two weeks ago, on a Monday. And I had my other sales manager, Meredith, was gonna be given the sales meeting. I said, I need you to do me a favor. Can I please do the meeting? on Monday? And she said, sure, whatever you need to do, that's not a problem. And so I started out the meeting. I said, guys, I said, you know, I was sitting with my little girl Harper and we were coloring, which is one of our favorite things to do. And she looked up to me and said, dad, I love our house and I love my room. And I'm so excited to be here. Mm -hmm. And it hit me where i was like wow what a cool thing what, a, what is that what a really cool thing to mean to me and then that was before i went to go visit the homeowner that i went to go visit and i saw how much home meant to them mm-hmm. and then so i had a question to my team and i said let me ask you guys a question before we get started today i'm going to tell you a story about what harper said to me about loving where we live and what this couple said to me about loving where they live and let me ask you on the team you know you guys have dreams and you have goals and you have motivations. And I went across the room and I said, can you tell me what having a home means to you? And so they kept going across the room and it was like, um, one of my sales girls was closing on her house for the first time on a Tuesday. This was a Monday. Her four-year-old had never lived in a house. She goes, I can't wait for my four-year-old to have a backyard. Mm -hmm. Another one of my sales girls, I asked the question, I said, what does it mean to you? And she said, it means I'm an adult because my family's gonna be so proud of me. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to have wine and all this other kind of stuff. And so we went around the room and we understood what having a home meant to somebody. And I said, let me ask you guys this. Everybody is concerned with price increases and things going up. I said, but do you think your goals and your dreams change if something is $50 more or $100 more or $200 more? No,
0: Price doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You need to stop thinking about the number and think about the mission. The value. Because people always want to make their life better. And there is no better time than today And you can tie that to mental health, you can tie that to happiness, you can tie it to anything. Anything. There's no better time than today to make your life better. And so when that message got out to the team, they're like, wow, a $7,000 price increase doesn't really seem that bad now, right? right $35 a month, is that going to stop me from selling homes? No, because I end up selling 10 houses that day. So it just goes to show you that mindset is everything. And if you can be appreciative for where you are, I truly believe I have the coolest job ever. I get to sell people houses that dreams are made. Memories are made. Kids go to school, kids have their first talks, their first walks, their first proms. Like what a cool job. Memories are made in those homes. It's amazing. It's creating
0: so many possibilities. Possibilities mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. That's, That's good stuff, <laughs> Chris. Thanks. Good Very good. Stuff. I can talk stuff. about it all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what other topic would hit?
0: <laughs> so, if people want to learn more about you, they want to get more information about yeah. Kav. How can we reach you? Yeah.
1: I mean, if you want to learn more information about Hov, it's just khov.com. Um, I can only be found on LinkedIn. Yeah. I don't even know what my LinkedIn handle is, but just look up <laughs> Chris right. Hartley. You can find me. No e uh, in Hartley. Uh, yeah, so, so H A R T L E Y. Yeah. Um, but I do, I respond to everybody and I talk to so many different people yep. every single week. And you get a good circle. Of I connections. just love good, it. Good I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. So,
2: great. Right. Like well, we're excited to see your book. So, Thank you. Yeah. Well, August, I
1: appreciate it. August, August of 2021 is happening in August. Yeah. I'll do my Iron Man in November. Yeah. Check to see if I make it or not, but I will make it. It may be ugly, but I'm going to finish it. Okay. I will finish it.
2: When's November what?
1: November 21st.
2: Okay. So when are you leaving out?
1: Probably the 18th.
2: Okay, because yeah. our veteran's appreciation is November the 16th.
1: I'll make it. Okay, I make it. I will <laughs> okay be good. There.
0: We'll get you a good hearty meal <laughs> Yes, and then you'll be fueled yep. up for, yep. for Iron Man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you for thank joining you. us today. Really we appreciate really appreciate it. it. You've inspired us and encouraged yes. us both in mindset mm-hmm. and in gratitude. Thank you.
2: I appreciate you. you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today.
0: You can find our show anywhere you get podcasts, also on my channel on Pray.com, on Awaken Podcast Network. We're also there. And then also on Life Network for Women. We broadcast there every Tuesday. So be sure to tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Thanks. from TV with TLC.